0: you are listening to Press Church Podcast, please enjoy this week's message. I ended last week with Genesis 1-1. Um, scripture in context. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I want to point something out. Who's creator? God. Okay, I want to ask a question. Okay. Um, what is this? Water bottle. Somebody created it to be a water bottle. I said this last week, if I had a coffee cup up here. If I remove it from being a water bottle, is that even possible? Mm-mm. No, because it's creative purpose. What the creator of the water bottle did was made it to hold water and call it a water bottle. That's it. That's its name, its title, until the end of that creator's choice to say that. So, so what I'm getting at is God is creator, and God put things in place, and the way he put them in place is how they are. Science is constantly backing the word of God the more they find out. Now, so we understand God is creator, and and as we go through that, we want to understand a creator, a person or thing that brings something into existence. So the creator brings something into existence, let's go to Romans chapter 9. But indeed, O Man, I want you all to, when you read the Bible, please find these sections where he speaks about man and sons. The whole Bible is built on this, all right? Now, who are you to reply against God? Will the thing formed say to him who formed it, why have you made me this? So I'm just one, I'll throw one out there at you. Satan's created purpose. Anybody know there was only three of them mentioned in the Bible? starts with a C cherub cherub cherub, who removed himself from that position he did is he anything else can't be not unless God says he is he's a deceiver that's how when you remove yourself from your position you become deceived because it's always going to be a water bottle I can do a lot of things with it but truth is that's what you are. So now, um, let's go to Philippians, and this really backs me. Philippians verse 3. I mean, chapter 3, verse 1. Brothers, rejoice in the Lord for me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it's safe. In other words, you're going to hear me say a lot of the same things over and over and over. Jeremiah's out, darn. Here comes Tommy. I know what he's going to say. But I'm going to say these things that are going to build you guys up. It's just so good to repeat them and repeat them and repeat them to get them where? Inside of you. So that you do not walk f- foolish. That's why we have denominations. Somebody grabbed something and said, wait a second. That don't sound right to me. See, the traditions of men make what? The Word of God of none a, none effect. So do a say? Am I actually stopping and messing up and confusing the Word of God? Yeah, that's what we do. I'm not knocking my brothers and sisters. I'm just knocking the ways. So now, here we go. I got a question. We need to understand one thing first. I was a, y'all, this thing had ice in it. Whoever's put, hey, y'all doing it. Y'all keep it up. Genesis one twenty-eight. We got to get one thing understood at the very first of the Bible. Or all of it's messed up, right? Okay. Genesis one. 26, I'm sorry. Then said God, let us. Who's he talking to? Don't answer that. In your head, who in the world is he talking to? Let us make man in our image after our likeness. So who was God talking to? We have to answer this question because it's at the very beginning. And if we don't have this question, we'll start jumping to places and we'll say, well, this means that, this means that, this means this. Let's go to uh, John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 2. He was in the beginning with God. Next, verse 3. All things were made by Him, made through Him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. Now, I left some verses out because I do get long. I'm so sorry. I love y'all. But in verse 14, we find that the Word became flesh and dwelt among men. So we're going to figure out because the Word is going to tell us. I'm going to give you all a couple of scriptures. John 5:19. These aren't up there. Jesus makes a statement that he can do nothing of himself but what he hears the Father do, what he hears the Father say, the things the Father showed him. John 5:19 john 8 28 john 12 49 through 50. now i do want to jump here hebrews 10. then i said behold i have come the volume of the book is written of me now do you know who this is alluding to who this is this is talking about anybody jesus that's exactly right because if you go look through those couple chapters in context you got to read them you got to go back at least to um, darn eight, seven, eight, because it talks about the sacrifice and the one sacrifice that blood, the blood of bulls and goats, cannot take away sin. It can't do it, but He did the perfect sacrifice. But He's letting you know that the the volume of the book was rolled of Him. Now to do Your will, O God. Now, here's what I want to get into so that we're not confused. In Corinthians, we understand that it is a scripture, and it's in the Old Testament also, that eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor the hearts receive those things that were... I don't even know the verse. I have to go back to it. But verse 10 says, But now God has revealed them to us by His Spirit. Y'all hear that, right? So the very first scripture before that, God has adjusted it and made known the truth that was in it has been revealed in you. Through Christ Jesus. So now you can go back and you can understand the word. How can we understand the word? Because Jesus says the volume of the book was wrote of him. Now, the next verse, which is in Luke. And beginning at Moses. Now they're on the road to Amalus. Um, the two guys and Jesus appears to them. They don't know who he is. And then they ask, you know, you know, are you not from around here? Have you not heard? So now, at, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself, Jesus. Now, hold on. You don't know, don't you to know something? The first five books count in Genesis is the books of Moses, the Pentateuch. Five. Okay, I'm not real good at those language terms. But I want you to know something. Jesus backed the writings of Moses, which starts at Genesis 1. 1. In the beginning, God created. Okay, so these are real big things to have a knowledge of and to walk in. Because I'm going to tell you something. There's people meeting denominations. They are edumacated. I'm not. But I'm going to tell you what I got in me. I got this in me. And it's been wrote in your hearts and in your mind. And it's been made known to you if you'll let the right one teach it to you. The spirit which is in the believer. Okay? So now, um, this is how you learn. You learn by self-time with spirit through word and through leaders and studying and with the word that they're going to spit out at you. That they're going to. And I, I've been spitting a little bit. Sorry up there. That's Frankie. Love you. Anyway, let's go to the next one. Luke 24, now real quick, he left those guys at the road to Amalus, and then he appears to them when they're all gathered together. Now, he hasn't ascended yet, so real quick, he never shed, he never shed the Holy Spirit at that time. People think he shed the Holy Spirit at the cross. No, he didn't. Because the Scripture backs, he could not shed the, the Spirit until he has ascended. Mm-hmm. Then he'll pour the Spirit out on what? All flesh. What I'm saying is we think things because they're in there, we just think they're that way. We need to really look at what the Scripture says and how it said and who says it and and, uh, the placements of it. He said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled. Now, real quick, hold on a second. Ask a question. On the cross, when he said it's finished, don't answer this question. When he said it was finished, what was finished? He didn't give the Holy Spirit out yet. He hadn't put the positions of the church in place yet. He hadn't went down, took the keys yet. He fulfilled the law. The fulfillment of the law was done. That's, that's what it was, so that when you read, you understand, and you grab Scripture when you're uh, in a place in the Bible. You're not confused when it says it's finished. You understand, okay. He completed what was commanded by God and man's agreement in the old covenant of Moses. There's five covenants for four covenants in the old covenant old testament that you need to know of. One of them is the covenant of Moses. There's more covenants than that. Some of them ended, some of them continued on. So now we understand what was fulfilled. Now, must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets. Watch this. And the what? Psalms, so he's back in the whole Bible. If you look in here and you understand each of those positions, he's letting you know that he's fulfilled those things. They must be fulfilled. Concerning who? Jesus, that's exactly right. So we want to make sure that we understand when we're reading something that things have been made known. But here's the key. Jesus is letting them know, okay, guys, listen here. I'm going to make it all known to you now. So can you know it? Hmm. Makes you wonder. Yeah, you can. Because there's actually more on this, but I'm going to try and head on to this area I'm going to. Uh, Genesis chapter 6, verse 2. Remember I was talking about context? And at the beginning of the Bible, if you don't understand what's being talked about, you'll misunderstand the whole Bible. You'll point things out. You'll say this means that, this is that, this must be going on. That the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful, they took wives for themselves of, of all whom they chose. Now, I want to stop right here. I want to make a, a point. I was taught a lot of weird things. I've been saved since I was 26. I attended church because Mama had five youngins when we were little when they had the cooking zone. What was it called? Homecoming. Because it was easier for, I believe, her to get us fed there than for her to cook at the house because she was a single mom, five children blessings we call that you know what I mean hey let's go now now I got to get under the pews when I was a little kid because I was aggravating and I was loud and hey I got to look at people's feet under there and it kept me happy through that time but anyway so so to understand when you're little and you're walking through these things people they say some weird stuff man and they, they say things are God they say things are angels they say things are this well anyway people think this is angels Y'all ever heard that statement, anybody? Ever heard that that was angels? Okay, okay. That's that's good to admit because now we can understand that that teaching has been out there. But is it right? Well, because there's people that will use a bunch of other scripture on you. Let's do something. Let's see because Jesus made known all the scripture. He opened it up. Now, let's go to uh, uh, Genesis chapter 4 verse 1. Now, this is a really big nugget here. Because if you go back and you look at what uh, God says about seed and the seed, and this seed's going to be against that seed, enmity against each other. Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain. And said, this is really neat, I have acquired a... Okay, I told y'all something. There's two words you need to really pay attention to when you read the Bible. The word man, and the next word is what? Son. You need to really pay attention to that, because I want to know something. I want you to know something in the New Testament. You're called something special. The old man has passed away. You've become something new. You know what it is? A son. All right. So, 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 what I'm alluding to here in this scripture that is in here is, is hidden. It's in here. It's tucked away, but now it's revealed. Um, that we can look at the Scripture and we can see things that maybe we misunderstood because when we read it, we automatically thought that. So we read through it. It didn't mean anything. We never grew. We, okay, I read that part now. I'm over here. Oh, my gosh, i got to get to Leviticus. i got to get to all, Chronicles. There's a place over here in Chronicles. Man, you're talking about rough. Eight chapters of names. Now let's go to the next verse. Genesis 4, verse 25. And Adam knew his wife again. And she bore a, huh, wait a second. Why do I bring this out? Here's why I bring it out. You can go on to the next verse if you want to. Here's why I bring this out. Because if you look in Genesis, there's two lineages. You ever noticed it? Anybody ever noticed it? Okay. There's a lineage of Cain. But there's also a lineage of Seth. In the end of chapter 4, it says that men started to proclaim. God, his name, proclaim his name. Now, here's what I want to ask you about. If that's stuck in there and and that's, that's mentioned, there's two lineages that are faced off, that are presented even at the beginning, even with Cain and Abel to understand the sacrifices. Watch this, guys. Cain, he gave his sacrifice out of what? Anybody know without answering? His sweat of his brow, so his own what? Works. Hmm. What did Abel give his out of? Something that was created by God, the, the healthiest one that came, Father. I know you did that. I'm giving this one back to you. See, there's revelation in there. One knew. So guess what it did to the one that did of his own work? It made him jealous, right? A work of the flesh. There we go. So, so, and the only reason I ask these and I pause is because once you speak it, that means you're getting it. So don't be afraid to speak. Don't be afraid to say things. <clears throat> now, I do say don't answer this because I do not want you to ever feel like, man, I'm fixing to get trapped by this cat. This guy's fixing to mess me up and ask me a question. that I don't know how he wants an answer. So I do that because I know I've been sitting there and people have asked questions and I said something, wrong. You know what I mean? They give me the big whammy buzzer, so I'm never, I'll never do that to you because of love. Now, um, again, and I want you to know something. Whoever's up here, I do believe, they believe what they're saying. Even though they may be wrong somewhere, they're growing, they're maturing, they're developing, they're using other people to get sharpened, but they want to make you sharp. So down the road, you can steward that position as they are, but you can also remember where they're at and say, you know what, I don't agree with that, but I do believe that person believes what they're saying. Anyway, let's jump over here. Now here, this is really really keen, really neat. Because you remember one thing. What did Jesus do to the scripture? He, re, re, he fulfilled the law of Moses. Now, what did he do to the, all the Bible, though? He opened it. He revealed it. Okay? He revealed the Bible to us. Starting at the book of Moses, the books of Moses, the law of Moses, the Psalms, the prophets. Guess what they call them, minor and major prophets. How many's in there? Well, I don't know. Don't ask me that. Um, anyway, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the what? Hmm. You reckon there was any of those guys back there led by the Spirit? I'm going to flood the earth. Build a boat. Hmm. Mm-mm. Build a boat. I'm going to flood the earth. So, so what happened because one was obedient and was led by the Spirit? We were saved. So anytime you go through Moses, the Red Sea, led by the Spirit of Son of God. You go through um, uh, Judges, Joshua, sun be still, moon be still. Led by the. How did he know to do that? He was led by the Spirit, right? Again, I'll go back to the commands. Abraham Abraham was doing things that are in the law before the law was ever read in the law of Moses now. How was he doing doing those? He was led by the Spirit. Isaac was told by God, your father obeyed my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Genesis 26, verse 5. That's real big. That, that means a lot to me. It teaches me things. Um, that inside this, this Word of God is so much more. We can be so much more. When I go watch Avengers, anybody like Avengers or D.C.? I do. Look at him. I see me up there. I might not be flying. Peter walked on water. I see the flash. He can run across water. They're images of who we really are. The world needs heroes, right? That's not just that's what we are. I'm going to get to something in a second. I need to speed up a reckon Genesis 126. Genesis 126. I want to make a statement because I made a statement at the beginning of this little section. We have to get one thing right. This was not angels God was conversing with. We're told what angels are. They're ministering spirits. If people are go to say, yeah, but what about we were made a little lower than the angels? No, that word's not angels there in the, uh, in the Hebrew. That word is God Almighty is who that's talking about. Go look at it. Learn do your own little studying and some of that stuff. You need to get your own on some of this. So now I'm going to jump to something, the kingdom. The word the kingdom, it's a really neat word because what the kingdom is, it is the king. In a dome. Okay? The king in a dome. So when we hear the word kingdom, we understand that there's a king inside a territory, the dome part. Where in the world is that located? Well, it's um, in the beginning. Genesis 128. Let's look at something. Then God blessed them and God said to them. Now, that's I want you to understand something real quick. This is coming through my heart, my head. God's put his word above his name, right? God's word will never change, right? Okay, okay, we got a bunch of scripture that talks about his word. It's a lamp unto my path, a light unto my feet, or vice versa. I get that mixed up a little bit. But anyway, it says here, God said, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over it. The fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves in the earth. Watch this right here. Hold on. I'm going to say something weird. When y'all go to the ocean, what's the very first thing Grandma says don't let happen? Don't let the what bite you? The sharks, right? Okay, watch this, watch this. When I go swimming, I say, sharks, you stay away from me or protect me, and that's it in Jesus' name. I go swimming. Why do I say that? Man, I'm weird, ain't I? Right? Huh? Well, wait a second. Wait a second. You reckon that's true? Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, I just want to show y'all some stuff that what the word's done to me, where I'm at, why I walk like I walk. Now, here's what I want to do. I want to point out five things. The kingdom. I want to challenge you right here. I got a few minutes. Jesus came and fulfilled that walk right there perfectly. I'll show it to you real quick so you know what the gospel truly is, in other words. When you go somewhere... You, I, I was at, uh, you were a dentist, uh, uh, what's it called, hygienist, you do the hygienist. I was over there at uh, uh, that bar, uh, Miss Fakiri, okay, and this girl, this young girl was in there one day, and this hurt me, y'all, hurt me, help me, they'll help me so much. This young girl filling in, I don't know who was off, but I was just, I was there, I can't hear, yeah, I talked to the Lord. She said, "Um, I don't even know what the gospel is. You know, I couldn't tell her. I could tell her Jesus died for your sins, but I didn't really know to tell her that. But now... Now, I'm a dangerous person out there because now I can speak life into somebody. Where they speak death, guess what I'm going to speak? Life. That's why my wife hugs you guys. Man. She wants to speak life into y'all. I know a lot of people don't like that kind of stuff, and it's cool because where you're at, guess what, you show me you don't want it. I won't, I'm i going to shake your hand from here on out. But down the road, when you come and grab hold of me, it's on. It's on. <laughs> anyway, so, so now... Be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, and have dominion. Now, here's the thing. We need to know the meanings of those words. We need to understand what the words mean. If you don't watch out, you will get tr- uh, stumbled and confused because be fruitful, if you look, they kind of misuse it with multiplying and to increase, to be fruitful, to grow. To grow. Because I know where I was 20 years ago, but now I know where I'm at. I've actually grown. So I've become fruitful. The next one is to multiply. Multiply shows to be. uh, It says. It says this. I got the Hebrew names here. Y'all don't want me saying them. To multiply to to become many or more. There you go, having young. We we became more me and you um, when we had them little babies. Now they're becoming more and they need to slow. Y'all need to slow it down if you can hear me. Um. Now, sub. I'm sorry. Replenish. Replenish is to make fill. Fill up an area that was empty. Subdue, to bring under subjection, to bring into bondage a place that was not yours. It was not under your leadership, under your rulership. Next one is dominion. It means to rule or to have dominion over a domain. Okay? Now, I want to go to, let's go to, I think my next one is John 30. Now, real quick, I said while ago being fruitful means fruitful, grow, or increase. John the Baptist said, he must increase, but I must decrease. Now, everything you read, you'll go back and you'll find in Genesis 1 and 2. You'll find it, I promise you. You need to spend a lot of time there asking the Holy Spirit to help you, to guide you through it. Because guess what hadn't happened in the first two chapters? No one was rebellious yet. You can see a, a perfect picture of earth. You can see God's true plan. It's still there, but it was removed by the way we what? Think right, because Jesus said, "Repent," which means to do what? Change your mind. I'm going to show you now how to think like we used to think, and it's still written and recorded for us. Now, let's go to the next one here. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Now, y'all, Luke chapter four, verse eighteen. Remember the, the scripture where Jesus says, "I'm anointed of the Lord to." The Holy Spirit's upon me to do what? To preach. So he is becoming fruitful. He's walking in his gifting. That's one of the things I like to teach is giftings. Um, I believe everybody has a gift, and I believe there's a gift in you that this world needs. I don't think God created you. I believe God put potential in Adam and Eve to get to you to create and to be like your father so that two people can come together, and there's one there. That came from him. But he knew that person would be there. And that person, he made a gift for that person. And he put it back in Adam at the beginning to get to that person. That's confusing? Ought not be. You'd be all right. Anyway, so now, we understand Jesus was fruitful. He started walking in his gifting of God. Let's go to the next one. And saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God. Hmm, I wonder if that statement means anything. It does, we just found out. The kingdom of God is what's inside you, but where you release it becomes the kingdom of heaven. Remember, remember the prayer teaches how to pray? Now, I've heard so many people, and I taught it one time. Oh, that prayer is Old Testament prayer. No, oh, it ain't, man. It's the revealing of what is. It says, it says that, that your kingdom come... Your will be done. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. How? Through you. Through him. He showed us how to live. All right? So let's go to the next one. Repent and believe the gospel. As he walked by the sea. Now this is multiplication. He saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting dead into the sea. They were fishers of men. Hit it. Then Jesus said to them, Follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. Let's go to the next one. They immediately left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little further from there, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, John, his brother, who who also were in the boat mending their nets. What's he doing? One time one. Well, one. One plus one equals two, three, four, five, six. What's that word? Multiplying. But at the first, he was being fruitful. What was he doing? He was carrying his what? Message. Who put that message in him? God did because he never said anything of his what? Self. He only said what? Who gave him? The Father, okay? You have a gift in you that this world needs. It ain't in here only. But I'm going to tell you, when Miss Tina and y'all, I mean, y'all get up and play, I'm going to tell you what, I'm mesmerized. I'm in a place because that gifting is for in here. That builds us up, go outside, then I become a personal trainer for those out there. Let's go to the next one. And immediately he called them, and they left their father's ebony in the boat, with the hired servants and went after him. Everybody wants to go their own way now, but let's go ahead. Next one. Okay. Now this is I stuck this in there. Y'all remember the statue of Daniel and uh, Nebuchadnezzar that he dreamed? Y'all remember that one? Very neat scripture. The purpose is on the end of it. He tells him all that about the gold crushing at the very end. And the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the hole. Wait a second. What did it do? Wait a second, it didn't just come to leave. So we go to heaven, and I, that's what we want to do is leave. No, 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 no. The purpose of God is that we take over the earth, that we consume the earth. We're in the body of Christ, right? So now you actually are getting a picture. Of your purpose and call. I believe in people, people being in media that are under God's uh, ways. I believe in people being in office that are under God's ways. I believe in people um, being rock stars that don't have to sing these bad things. There's so much out there. Now, I want to try to get to the end here. Let's move, move ahead. Uh, they went into Capernaum. Now, watch this. Okay, we have fruitful, multiply, feel means, okay, I'm going to make you. Fruitful, and I'm going to teach you how to multiply. Now we're going to go and we're going to subdue. Subdue means go into an area that wasn't like your area and go take it over. Now let's read. Then they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered into the synagogue and taught. Come on. But he said to them, Let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also, because for this purpose... This. Jesus had a purpose besides the cross yeah yeah, to fulfill the great commission which is what's been given to us which has been revealed and made known really what the great commission is it ain't just preaching the cross the cross is the means to getting into the great commission which is this the empowerment, the leadership the, 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 the following God by his presence, by his spirit alright next Now, and they were astonished at his teaching for he taught them as one having what? authority, who has authority? A king, a king does. I'm going to stop there today. Um, and I do want to thank y'all for listening. I want to thank y'all. Um, I do want you to know something. There's probably eight lessons in each of these I just gave. One son, last Sunday and this one. There's so much here. Um, there's more to this word, y'all. There's more to y'all. Don't say you can't learn it. Don't say you're not able. Because see, what you're doing is you're stopping what he's got for you. It's already in you. I promise you. It's in you. By his stripes you what? Were? Is that past tense? Yeah. Okay, okay. So where's healing at? What do you got to do? You got to believe it and give it out, get it out. You let sickness define your tomorrow, you're missing what he's got. Let healing be supplied for tomorrow and them others you meet out there. Okay? So, y'all, I want to thank you for coming. I want to speak life and blessings over y'all. Father, I thank you that they're the head and not the tail. I thank you that they are above only and not beneath. Father, I thank you that they're blessed coming in and they're blessed going out. Father, I thank you that whatever they put their hands to shall prosper. Even if they're working for somebody, the place is going to be blessed because they are blessed. Father, we are children of Abraham. We believe it. We're saved. We're sanctified. We're set free. But, Father, more than anything... We're your children, and I know I'm loved by my mama, and I know I love my youngins. I know I do, and I know you love me. I know you love them. And, Father, those outside this building, you love too. May we reach them, Holy Spirit, set up divine interventions that we get to speak to them, love on them, and pray for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Press Church Podcast. If you would like more information about us or are interested in giving to our ministry, you can click the link in our bio or visit presschurch.org. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Press Church SC and have a great week.